When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle, everybody, and welcome to Boom Tracker, your source for Auburn Tiger recruiting news and updates, part of the E2C Network, brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. My name is Dallas Ham. And I'm joined by my good friend who just so happens to be in the Lone Star State in the city of Dallas, Texas, ahead of Auburn's matchup against 11th ranked Oregon, Mr. Justin Hostler. J-Ho. Thanks, guys. Welcome. And War Eagle, War Eagle Dallas. Um, like you said, I am in here in the heart of Texas, in Dallas right now. So, Really excited. There's a good vibe around town right now. I got plenty of War Eagles at the airport. Always a great thing to come into a new town and feel like your family right off the bat. And that's what happens when you're at an airport wearing Auburn gear. So already off to a good start out here. Really looking forward to Saturday's game. Let's preface this episode. It's going to be a juicy one. Um, it is. You would call it that. Uh, we it's got going a lot to be very Auburn. juicy. Yeah, we we got a lot to talk about. Um, I will say um, we have to talk a little bit about the football game this Saturday, our season opener, um, just because it's so exciting. I know we have no huddle for that, but we'd be kind of a little bit sorely amiss if we didn't talk about it. And I will say, too, there's no baseball in this episode, but we have that coming next episode. We, we, want, the, we want the Auburn baseball fans to know that's coming. Oh, we do. I'm a big baseball guy, Dallas. I know you're a baseball guy also. Oh yeah. Um, so we're definitely gonna get into that. Uh we're at a we're at a critical moment in Auburn history right now. This is a big weekend, so we do have a lot of stuff that we wanna talk about. Uh, as you said, we've got no huddle um breaking down all that stuff for us also, but we're definitely gonna, you know, who would we be to not input into this Saturday's big game? Absolutely. And so let's let's start the show off by talking about the 16th-ranked Auburn Tigers going up against a familiar foe um, who we played in the 2010 BCS National Championship, the number 11th-ranked Oregon Ducks. Um, this is exciting on many levels, but I, I'll be honest with you. I, I love Auburn. Normally, they bring me down a notch or two, but – I, are, you, are you saying that Auburn brings you down a notch or two? Well, what I'm saying, not not like that, but what I am saying is, is I don't want to be excited, Justin, but I probably am more excited about this football season than I may have ever been about any football season. And well, yeah. I am hoping that I don't get knocked down a notch, but I am just, I'm thrilled, man. Well, if you're looking for someone to temper their barning, uh, you've come to the wrong place as far as I'm concerned because uh, I'm very high on Auburn this year. I've 
I, I mean, I always go into the season very optimistic, but I think that we've got a lot of strengths and I think that our weaknesses are, are going to be um, not kind of, I think they're going to be taken care of by a lot of other, other strengths that we have. So um, I'm really big on Auburn this year and I don't think that there's any reason to get um, down on this weekend at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I am just, I am so excited. And part of it is that with Bo Nix um, being QB1, I don't see him in the same light that I kind of saw Sean White and some of those other guys. I actually believe in my heart of hearts that Bo Nix is about to pan out. Yeah. Um, not to say anything bad about Sean White, but that's a good thing. Um yeah, you know, I think Bo, we talked about it on the last episode. We made predictions. I'm not going to say who was right and who was wrong. Mm, Dallas was a uh, Dallas was semi right because <laughs> he will play. <laughs> yeah, no. Um I I mean, I think like you said both of them are going to get some playing time and I think they're Joey's going to I think Joey's a great kid and I would love to see him stick around and make a difference, make an impact at Auburn, but Bo, from what everyone has talked about, from everything that I've heard, Bo just went and took the position. He did not let it, you know, it didn't fall into his lap. He went out and took it. There's been a, a photo circulating this week of Bo Nix at the 2010 National Championship game. Um, you know, shout out to the the rematch right now against Oregon. So there's a picture of Bo. Uh, he must have been like 10 or 11 years old, and he was in this in the crowd just, you know, celebrating and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but this kid was, he was born for this, for this spotlight. And he was, he was ready. He's been ready for this for a long time. I agree with you. And, uh, you know, having Patrick Nix as your dad, you know, and, and being able to just be coached by him. It's, it, and it's been said, and I'm going to say it again and again and again, he, and you said it, he was groomed for this. And he, he, I, in my opinion, he's going to be ready when the, Spotlight hits, he's going to be ready, and I, I agree. I think that Joey Gatewood has a role on this team. I think he has a particular skill set that can come in handy for Auburn, and I think we'll see him. Um, I don't know how often, but according to Will Hastings and some of the other receivers, we, we'll probably see him often. Yeah, that's that's what we're hearing. And, I mean, we see what college football is is kind of evolving into, and if you get down to the goal line and – you can spread a defense out, make them think that, hey, this guy, you know, this guy's able to run the ball. He's able to pass it, hand it off. You know, there's all these different options to think about and having a big guy who's able to just kind of truck his way into the end zone like we've seen him do in the past. Um, I can definitely see him getting some playing time and being able to kind of highlight and showcase what he's got. And if anything, you know, like we talked about on the last episode, worst case scenario, he's auditioning for the next job that he's going to have. Yeah, and I think as well you might see with Joey Gatewood in, it's like you talk about, he has that ability to kind of barrel himself in the end zone, um, especially if the offensive line is playing up to snuff like five seniors really should at this point. And I, you might see a little jump pass, one of those uh, carry on Johnson or Tim Tebow type jump passes just to kind of fool them and throw them off. Yeah, hey, that reminds me of that uh, that 2017 Auburn game that we were at watching that that play together with carry on Johnson. That was, we did that was awesome. we watch that together. Didn't we? We did. <laughs> that awesome. was a great day. <laughs> it was, we lost each other. Um, as soon as the final 
final buzzer went off, we definitely lost each other in the mass, but it was, it was a great memory. It was awesome. It was, it was worth every second of it. And so with that being said, let's kind of, cause we got to talk about recruiting at some point, but how do you feel? How do you feel about Saturday? Let's just break it down. Let's what's, what's going to happen Saturday. It, is Auburn going to win the game? Is Oregon going to win the game? What's, what's the result? end result i i think i've i've got auburn winning by at least uh i mean if i were putting if it were on a betting line i'd i'd give auburn seven and a half i think we win by by more than by eight points or more um i think it's gonna be I, not a barn burner not it's not gonna be quite a shootout but i think it'll be probably close to you know in the 60 range collectively as as far as points are concerned but i think auburn wins by at least uh at least eight points Okay, and I agree with that assessment. I think Auburn wins. Um, and honestly, I'm I'm, I'm a Barner. Uh, I know I am, and you are as well. I, I got them a little. I think a little more than you do. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 31-17. Auburn wins. See, I like that. I was thinking something around 35-27. Um, but you know, the more that I think about it, our defensive line is is gonna be just an absolute, you know, game changer. Every time they step on the field, they're going to be whipping guys left and right. So um, I could definitely see the defense being able to hold out and keep them under 20. Okay. And so, yeah, I've got 31-17. And part of that is in a little bit, I'm thinking about those guys that are returning on our secondary that are, that are going to be going up against Justin Herbert, who might not have the greatest supporting cast at receiver because a good bit of them got hurt so I'm I'm counting that in as well yeah absolutely they definitely I'm not gonna even drop the name but there was someone who sent out a tweet about how um, Auburn injuries to wide receiver are gonna or could have a potential effect and then what do you know Oregon has hit been hit with just a slew of wide receiver injuries so um, I can definitely see our older experienced defensive backs being able to take advantage and um, kind of limit Herbert. He, he's a great quarterback, but I think that we're going to be able to limit him. And, uh, you know, the more we talk, I do think we'll probably be able to keep them closer to under 20 points. Yeah. And Herbert is a really fantastic quarterback, um, over 7,000 yards passing in his career. And you add in nine touchdowns on the ground, it makes for a pretty good quarterback. So he's, he's done a really good job out in the Pac 12. And it's just one of those things where, He's going up against SEC defense that is going to be hopefully very stingy from what we feel, and I hope that's the case. Um, let's do this before we get into the recruiting. Um, this is a hot topic because it's a big deal in, I would say, the hearts and homes of Auburn fans and the Auburn family. Andy Burcham will have his first call Saturday night at Jerry World. And I just want to wish him well. I want to wish him nothing but the best. And I want, even though he might not ever hear it, I want him to understand that we are 110% in his corner and we are excited. And in my mind, I just absolutely know he was meant for this. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's tragic the way that he was able to step into that role with Rod and his wife passing away um, in July, but Andy is definitely the guy, you know, the Auburn family is behind him. We support him. We believe in him. We love him. Um, We're, we're definitely ready 
for him to represent on Saturdays and be out there on the call. And then also, you know, shout out to Kyle. I think that Andy is going to ride for Rod. Yeah, I, I agree. And I will just end that conversation by saying Andy, Rod would be very proud. Um, let's talk about recruiting. Yeah, let's get into it. Because Boom that, tracker. that is what we do. That is our specialty. And um, we will start our little chit chat about recruiting um, on the football trail, of course. Um, got several key prospects to talk about today. Um, and I just feel like each episode and show that we do it just gets better and better and things are looking up um let's talk about desmond tisdall um he's listed his top few schools um he's a six foot 215 pound inside linebacker out of wilcox county high school in rochelle georgia um we're looking at teams like georgia tech florida nebraska who's kind of on the up and up with scott frost um he's gonna have a pretty good team there before too long um south carolina georgia southern and even my alma mater troy is pushing hard to get him um under their new head coach familiar to auburn chip Lindsay. um this is a kid who i would say might have flew under the radar a little bit but with teams taking notice which is generally what happens i mean dj williams auburn tailback was the same way he had offered app state was going to app state and then auburn came and snatched him um he's one of these kids i feel like but as this goes along there's going to be more that he's gonna you know hear from yeah desmond tisdale is uh he's a really good athlete out of georgia out of rochelle uh wilcox county like you said um, and he is, you know, there are a few SECs, SEC schools right now looking at him. But as as this season goes on, as he continues, there are going to he's going to get a lot more recognition. Um, I think South Carolina right now is a big player with him. I think that's probably where he is probably favored to go. Um, but when you watch him play, he's literally, and you know, a lot of these guys that we talk about, they're all almost every four and five star recruit in the sec that you talk about like they're going to be all over the field but this is one of those guys that he's literally on in every single play that he you know that he's in right now he's literally putting his nose in there every single play and and making something happen all over the field so oh yeah no you're right and um it's one of those things he he's got all these skills it's just it's i know it's got to be hard just in when you go on these visits and one minute you think, well, you know, I really like this school and what it offers. And then the next week you're somewhere totally different and they've also got some awesome things to offer. It's one of those, what do you do? And um, I think Auburn is special. Um, I think Auburn sells itself. Um, We'll see. We'll see how it plays out with him. Well, yeah, Auburn, obviously does sell itself you've got some great coaches there but Auburn is going to continue to be Auburn they've got a ton of tradition and history so it's definitely it's nice to be able to sell Auburn on Auburn and not just hey this is what we've got going on for the next two or three years this is what's been here this is what's going to stay here this is what we are right that's absolutely correct and we'll be we'll be keeping an eye on him we'll probably end up talking about him again on a future episode once yeah hopefully once things kind of uh, pick up for him and, and we'll see what 
hit where his head's at. Um, this is a big one. Um, and these are the kind, to be honest, these are the kinds that I really like to talk about um, because they're so interesting. These kind of, hey, I'm entering the transfer portal. Where am I going? Kind of kids. Um, and we got one. We got one here yeah. who's pretty high on Auburn. Um, Kelvin Joseph out of LSU. Um, played in a couple of games for LSU last year. Showed showed signs of, of being a good athlete and being able to contribute. Um, he's transferring. Um, and he has a top six, um, and in the top six sits Florida, the University of Kentucky, um, Mississippi State, Grambling, Maryland, and the Auburn Tigers. Um, he's six foot one, 191 pounds. Um, he was a highly sought after recruit in the class of 2018. Um, he was ranked the number 42 overall prospect nationally on the 247 sports composite. Um, and he's out of Baton Rouge and he, uh, like I said, he played in, I think 11 games last year as a true freshman and he, he logged 12 tackles and a pass breakup, which, I mean, that's not a whole lot, but I mean, anytime you're able to go division one, you don't take those kids lightly. So to be honest, to continue with what Auburn has in secondary, and even to add depth, this this guy would be good for Auburn to go swoop in and take from, say, Florida and Mississippi State. Oh, he would be a great addition. He's, I want to say he's like 6'3". He's a really long defensive back. And we're going to give it, we're going to give credit where it's due. And LSU has historically just been a tremendous defensive back institution. That's just where the best come out of um, a ton of, Louisiana natives that go through Louisiana that are just absolute studs and they go on to having tremendous NFL careers and um, you know having a guy like Kelvin Joseph you know like you said a a Baton Rouge local product um, how nice would that be to have one of those top 50 you know former top 50 recruits in the country who's got that added uh, you know he just wants to get it especially against LSU and being able to you know how awesome would that be Ideally, we'll get a, a win in Baton Rouge this year, but um, you know, having a guy like that bring us another another victory, hopefully, in Baton Rouge, which has been so hard to come by. But having a guy with just that little that just a little extra to you know play against teams like LSU and and obviously Alabama and Georgia, teams that we're going to match up against every year. But um, it'd be awesome to have a, a really long, athletic corner defensive back that's able to come out out of the state of Louisiana for sure. Anytime, yeah. really. He uh, he's six foot one, so he he does have the length. You know, and a lot of the cornerbacks are they're floating around in that area. Um, but six foot one for a cornerback's not shabby, and uh, he does have that length and ability to play the ball. Um, and so I'm with you there. I'm sick and tired of losing to LSU in Baton Rouge, and we should have uh taken that home two years ago. Um and just kind of blew that one. But um, I'm tired of that, and I'm with you. It would be cool to get a guy um, right out of their backyard and, and uh, put him to work out there and uh, on the football field and, you know, see him bust some heads down in Baton Rouge and get a win down there. That would be fantastic. Yeah, it would be nice to get a, a win against LSU in Baton Rouge. It would be nice to get one. Uh, you know, honestly, the last couple of years have been really rough, so we won't. We won't bring up recent matchups, but 
Um, we've had them right there the last couple times we've been there. So, uh, like I said, hopefully we'll get one this year, but looking forward to, you know, possibly having an addition like Kelvin Joseph, who's able, a hometown guy is able to go in there and get a victory also. It'd be really cool to see. Yeah, it would. Um, let's talk about Big Nas. Um, Nazir Stackhouse is going to take an official visit to Auburn, Justin. Yes, he is. I believe, uh, is that Iron Bowl weekend? Um, I don't remember. Um, I know that he has been committed to Georgia since 2017. He committed to Georgia on December 2nd of 17. But during all that time, he's been flirting with other programs, Auburn being one of the ones he's been flirting with. Um, he's six foot three, 306 pounds, defensive tackle out of Decatur, Georgia, Columbia High School. Um, he said the this past weekend that he is going to visit the Plains. He's also going to visit Tuscaloosa. He's going to visit Georgia Tech and Tennessee. Um, they're all going to get officials, and he's also going to take another – he's going to take an official to Georgia. Um, the thing about him, though, Justin, and this is no slight to him. Um, this is just something as people who you and I recover, who are covering recruiting, this needs to be mentioned. He's a little bit shaky on how he feels about it, which, I mean, he's a young kid. that That's understandable. Um, at one time, Auburn was number two um, behind Georgia, and now we're sitting, according to him, we're sitting at number three behind Alabama. So he, he's a little wishy-washy there, but like I said, understandable. He's a young kid. He's got time to make a decision. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think he definitely sounds committed to – Kirby smart. He definitely sounds like he's, he wants to play for Kirby. He loves everything that Kirby's got going on. Um, and so while he is kind of, you know, taking some more visits and, and kind of flirting with some other schools, it does sound to me like he's probably, I, I mean, unless something crazy were to happen with Kirby smart there. Um, it sounds to me like he probably is going to uh, sign with Georgia, but it, he's definitely a guy out of Decatur that, Anytime you can go into Atlanta and get a big four-star defensive guy, anyone out of out of Atlanta, but seems like those defensive guys out of out of Atlanta are always studs. And so, being able to go in there and get a four-star guy out of Decatur and kind of swoop him away from Georgia that would that would be huge for us. Um, I don't think we're ever out of it, especially when it comes to defensive linemen and having Ronnie Gardner with his history and being able to just kind of shoot guys right up into the NFL and. Obviously, he's had a ton of success with us. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, for sure. Um, 306 pounds, man. That's not uh, that's not too shabby there. No, that's uh, that's a big boy. That's a big boy, and, and he's athletic. You know, he's not and, – and all these kids are, you know, not to say anything about him. But, um, you know, he's he can move. He can definitely move. If you see this kid's swim move, he's got a tremendous swim move. He can get to the quarterback – really just clog up some lanes and, and wreak havoc, um, you know, kind of like you see Derek Brown doing on Saturdays right now. Yeah, if Derek Brown was chasing my rear end, I'd be running away crying. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, if you see Derek Brown on you, you got to throw that thing into the third or fourth row at least. Yeah, I would, I would cry. I and would ask cry. to start handing the ball off because you do not want to, as a quarterback, you do not want to get hit by a guy like that. I'd be screaming as soon as he started coming my way. I can probably <laughs> you would. God almighty. Um we have updates on several recruits 
um, and then we have more to talk about. Um, let's do an update on who we talked a good bit about on last ep- on our last episode. Um, Tank Bigsby, uh, one of the most exciting um, recruiting updates uh, last last episode. Um, we were super high and excited about him. They um, Callaway who he plays for who Tate Johnson also plays for. Yep. Um, they had their first game last Friday night against Opelika. O-Town. O-Town. Um, and he managed to gain 114 yards and a touchdown on 21 carries. Um, Opelika has a really good defense. Um, they stuffed the line of scrimmage on him and, uh, he was able to add about 25 yards on a pair of receptions, but he ended up fumbling um, the ball three times. Um, one of them was on a bad exchange from the quarterback, but the other two were very costly for his team. Um, you know, watching him, you can see, and you talked about this last time, you see the raw athleticism from him when he's in the open field, but the thing that stands out about him as a runner um, is the way that he finishes through contact. And he's re- let's be honest and face it. He is very reminiscent of his future position coach, um, Cadillac Williams. I mean, he rarely goes down at the hands of just one defender. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he's definitely a guy who's bringing the contact. He's not waiting for people to come hit him. He's if you remember Trey Mason. Auburn great 2013 national championship season every single time that Trey Mason got the ball he was falling forward and that's what Tank Tank reminds me of um, I, I agree a lot, a lot of uh, Cadillac Williams there too but um, the way that Trey Mason would just you know every single time he was getting taken down it was he was adding another yard two three four yards every single time he's getting taken down and Tank Johnson like I said that that reminds me of uh, he reminds me a lot of Trey Mason as far as that goes. And, you know, he did. He had a few fumbles, and it was kind of a rough game for him. But uh, we've got a we've got a program at Auburn for people that fumble. And that's, yeah, we do. Yeah, that's the Mama Whitlow push-up program. Hey, it, it, I guarantee you it works. Absolutely. So um, we're going to get Tank on that, and he's I'm sure he's going to have a tremendous season this year. Like you said, O Town, Opelika Bulldogs—they've got a really stout defense. So it's you know he's going up against really tough talent as well. But um, even on an off day, you can you can really see that um, he's you you can see why he's going to be such a big component to Auburn's ground game in the future. Yeah, it's funny that you say that too about Mama Whitlow. Um, not only is there that method, um, but tidbit here. There's also another method that could be implemented, and I don't know if you remember this or if the Auburn family out there remembers this. Um, if you do remember it, hit us up um, and and share a lap or two with us. But you remember back when um, Chiswick was the head coach, and it was our national championship season, 2010. You know, Mario Fannin used to kind of fumble the ball around a little bit. It, it wasn't just Mario. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dyer did it. Um, McCaleb did it they would all do it but he had a little program and I'll mention it here Um, he would make 
them carry around a regulation size football with them to class on campus and told them you guard this with your life and hey high and tight and you take it everywhere you go um he may have to malzahn may have to implement that with uh with our backs yeah we've got to take care of the football that's always you know you don't want to turn the ball over ever but um especially when it's when it's not really when it's under your control if you have the ball high and tight you got your points of contact you're able to protect the ball like you said um I don't I hope it's not a, an issue for us going forward but um there's definitely you know some some methods that we can we can try out to make sure our ball handlers are taking care of that rock yeah that was just that story always stands out to me is just it's always been so funny to me that um he would make them do that because I mean you know hey you got to have you got to have assassins around campus like waiting around the corner to pop it when he's not looking you know yeah, like during that time, you know, here comes here comes Mario Fannin, you know, around the corner. I'm headed to the student center. Oh, here pops a random Trooper Taylor out to <laughs> punch the ball out of your hand. Yeah, that's awesome. That would be hilarious to, to witness as a student. And when he doesn't, when he's not able to get it out of his hand, he just, all right, we're going to celebrate. I'm going to take my Trooper towel and just, you know, scream and shout and wave it around everywhere. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's Hey, I like the energy, though. Yeah, but, oh, hey, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Trooper, Dallas, Trooper so, was a king when it came to energy. Yeah, do you know where where his – we'll talk about that later off air maybe, but um, I know his son was a – I think he went to TCU for a while. I wonder yeah. how he's doing. Yeah, um, he ended up, I think, it. Uh, he might have ended – well, one of their sons, it was either him or Curtis Looper, one of them ended up playing at Arkansas uh, State when I was at okay. Troy. I, I watched him, and they came into uh, Troy. That's um, awesome. Let's uh, segue over from the running back position to um, another stud recruit that we've got coming in, Trenton Simpson. Okay. I say that – I say ground game because he's uh, he's actually a linebacker. He barely played any linebacker this past week. He had a big primetime game on ESPN against uh, Dutch Fork from South Carolina. So, you know, middle linebacker, inside linebacker out there playing running back and he rushed for over 180 yards. He had an absolute gem of a play in an 82-yard run, and it was just beautiful. He had patience. He had vision, acceleration. He made a couple guys miss, turned on the jets. It was a phenomenal play. Um, it almost makes you want to see Gus put him in the backfield and let him run loose, but you see his athleticism, and it gives you some op- optimism having a guy like that um, following in the footsteps of Owen Popo, who I think is ready to have a huge freshman season for Auburn in 2019, starting linebacker. Um, yeah, true, I agree with that. True freshman. So uh, really, really looking forward to seeing Trenton Simpson, how he plays out. Maybe it is a guy that we do put in the running in the backfield and let him kind of run the rock a little bit. That'd be awesome to see. He's tough. I mean, he he's impressively tough. Um, and I'm I'm just like, at this point, I'm thinking – you know, give that man the dang ball. You know what I'm saying? He might be a guy that if you put him next to anybody, he's just got he's just so competitive that, you know, you put him in a competition to let him possibly get some touches at running back. And who knows? He he might just surprise everybody. And just because he's that competitive and such a great he's so fluid when he runs. He's just a really good athlete. So I mean it, I mean if I think there's anyone if they're gonna be kind of a crossover player. I think that 
Trent Simpson out of Mallard Creek in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think that he's he might be that guy. Watch out. Watch out for him. Um, he's he's a kid that we're probably going to be talking a lot about, I would have to guess. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you, you had brought up Armani Goodwin out of uh, Hewitt Trustville, 2021 athlete. Um, he had – no, actually, he's a running back. He's He had a tremendous game against Pinson Valley, Pinson Valley, Bo Nix, and uh, Pat Nix coached that. Um, so he had a huge game. Um, it, he was just lethal. Every time it got the ball, it seemed like he was just one touch away from making something really big happen. So um, he's another guy who looks poised to contribute right away once he gets once he gets to RBU. Yeah, he plays in a good program too over at Hewitt Trustful. They have um, great facilities, um, great coaches, a, a really good coaching staff over there. And, you know, he is a guy, while I am very excited about Tank Bigsby, he's a guy that I'm also really excited about. Um, after watching him, um, you know, and he's had some of these kind of star-studded moments um, that you've seen, and he will just – if he gets out, he's 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 more than likely gone. I mean, he's just that elusive and good. Um, he's one of those guys that just kind of once he sets sail, he's in the wind. And uh, not he's not you know he's not this super huge bowling ball type back, um, but he he's going to be able to contribute at Auburn. And he knows that, and I think you know he trusts that. Um, he's a guy that we'll talk more about because obviously he's still got another year um, in this cycle. Um, and so he'll be a guy that probably is frequently mentioned as far as updates go. Um, but he is, he's the solid, solid verbal guy, you know? Yeah. I think, I think him and Alex, Alex McLaughlin, I think those are two guys that over the, you know, as the show grows on, I think we're going to be able to really get to know those kids and, um, see what what all they can bring to the table but like you said Armani Goodwin is he's a stud it seems like every time he gets the ball he's ready to do something big and hey you know it's okay if you've got a lot of running backs it's okay if you've got a lot of depth at running back it's a great thing and not only that but as we just learned this past probably 24 36 hours you can have six starting running backs I know and you know what that is on brand uh, with Auburn we we do it by I community. love it I love it. We do it by committee, and you know what? We don't apologize for it. We just uh, take your name, and um, next. That's, that'll be that. Thank you, next. Yep, thank you, next. And, you know, on that same kind of thing, um, you know, deal, we're talking about playing at Hewitt Trustful. Um, there, I'm trying to think, Justin. Um, he plays at Auburn now, or he, he's – He's a freshman on the team at Auburn now. Um, oh, yeah, it's Javarius Johnson. Um, mm. He's a wide receiver at Auburn now, and he'll – you know, I don't know if they're planning to redshirt him or what. I haven't heard. Um, but they played together last year, and they made wonderful teammates. When they were out there on the field, that offense was just lighting it up. So it it's a key for Auburn. It's good for Auburn. In, yeah. in terms of that, because they are familiar. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's different when you're when you're looking at wide receivers and in kind of that running back position. But having that rapport and, and just being having that brotherly bond with with your teammates, it goes a long way. And so, you know, 
especially when it comes to coming into the locker room right away and being able to feel comfortable and feeling welcome, feeling like your family. And, um, and that goes a long way, especially with these young athletes. So yeah, that's, that's a really good point that you bring up Dallas. And, and I apologize for having to think about his name. That one slipped my mind for a second, but I found it and I, I, I caught myself. Um, Brandon Perry, we want to talk about him. Um, he committed to Auburn last week. Um, he's five foot ten, hundred eighty pound athlete from Bullock County High School in Union Springs, Alabama. That's pretty close to Auburn, um, just outside of Tuskegee, as a matter of fact. And I can't tell you the amount of times I've been through Union Springs by Bullock County High School. Um, my alma mater, Strawn used to play them all the time, uh, especially when I was in school. Um, and I will say this, and this is not a shot at Bullock County. This is just how it was. You, you just don't have many good teams coming out of Bullock County from what I can remember, um, and not too many great, like just super great athletes. But, Justin, this kid is going to be big time. Yeah, he could be a diamond in the rough. You know, it, it it just takes one to kind of put a school on the map. And who knows, that could be really good for Bullock County. But, um, you know, like you said, Brandon Perry is a guy who he can play all over the field. He's a guy who's, I think, ready to come in right away, 2021 guy. I think he committed right before our first episode uh, was recorded. So we didn't really talk too much about him. But um, he hasn't been looked at by too many schools. I know ten- Tennessee was big on him, but yep, Tennessee, Tennessee and Auburn right now are, I think, yeah. primarily the two. Yeah, you see Tennessee and Auburn going at it for quite a few big, big four and five star guys lately. Um, so you know, we'll see how that plays out. Um, Brandon Perry, though, he's a he's a really good kid, and I think that over the next season or season plus we're gonna see him probably get some more offers and get a little more attention and you know good for him and good for bullet county exactly i was gonna that's exactly what i was gonna say good for bullet county that they that they are uh getting on the map there with brandon perry and you know i asked the question you know how justin how about a 510 180 pound pass rusher because he is the best athlete on the field in most every game he's gonna play in um, and so with that being said, his coaching staff is going to try to take advantage of that. So he's going to play all over, and you said it, he's going to play all over the field on Friday night. So could, could he play the buck, but more than likely, um, he's going to play in the secondary wherever he goes. Um, it's just an interesting question because with a guy like that who can do that, you know, it's kind of funny to ask, well, could he play that buck position, something like a Nick Coe or a, a Big Cat Brian or T.D. Moultrie, but I would go on record probably to say that if he chooses Auburn specifically, he's probably going to play in that nickel star spot uh, for the Tigers, um, but he's tough. He's tough for sure, and he's got good speed. Like you said, he's all over the field, and he's got a – I don't want to just throw football talk out, out there, but he's got a motor, and he – he he's always bringing it and he's coming off the edge. He's lighting guys up over the middle. Um, I can definitely see him, you know, probably, probably playing maybe not the, the Nick co where he's, you know, starting at like seven different positions, but I can see him getting a lot of playing time at a lot of different positions. Yeah. Again, and again, he's tough. He's tough and he's got good speed. 
Um, let's talk. We got two more guys as far as football goes. Um, the first of which is Ladarius Tennyson, uh, who is a four-star athlete out of Rockledge High School in Florida. Um, and from what we know, a lot of people have him high on Auburn. Um, tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, Ladarius Tennyson is. <laughs> Again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's just a guy who's able to play all over the field. Um, he's got a tremendous motor. Auburn is definitely the favorite right now. A lot of guys are really, a lot of people are really high on him heading to Auburn, and I'm definitely one of those people. Um, he can play some linebacker. He can play a little safety in a 3-4. He's got really good vision and acceleration at the running back position. He can mix it up in the return game. Heck, he even makes some plays in punt recovery or punt coverage. This guy's literally all over the field. Um, and again, you can say that for almost every four and five star SEC recruit. But yeah. this guy, he just looks so far ahead of everybody else. And you can just tell that the high school game has really slowed down for him. And he's been able to just work on his craft and really start perfecting it at a really young age. So Ladarius Tennyson, I think his commitment date is 9 14 so we're just about two weeks out from hearing the official word for that um i don't think that we classify ourselves as newsbreakers or anything like that but i think that that could be our next boom so could be. Could Darius be. Tennyson in about two weeks get ready for that um another guy let's let's get excited for him he's a really good kid so it'd be awesome to see him join the team you'd say we're on lord Tennyson watch at this point <laughs> yeah exactly so let's hope that's the next boom that we track um one final guy um that that we talked about prior to the show um javier morton four-star defensive back um you and i talked um he's committed to bama uh he was committed to bama beginning in 2017 um but he decommitted as you said um and he opened his recruitment back up um Talk just briefly about him. Yeah, he's a kid, and it sounds to me like he's probably kind of been checked out of Alabama. Uh, some people are saying that he he's kind of he, he's probably not going to get a lot of playing time behind the guys that they have going in. So sounds like he's been kind of checked out of Alabama for a little while, but he officially decommitted just in the last couple of days here. Um, a couple, uh, you know, a bunch of SEC schools and Power Five schools going after him. We'll see if Auburn's able to get in the mix. I think that Georgia probably right now is the favorite to come away with him. Um, he's been taking – I think he's got a visit to Georgia and Georgia Tech, so I think those are probably the, the two big players for um, for Javier Morton right now. But um, he's a guy who, you know, four-star defensive back, six foot two, 200 pounds out of Stone Mountain, Georgia. Um, he's – a guy that we would love to welcome onto our secondary, one of those long athletic guys who are able to break up some passes, pick some balls off in the secondary. Love to see him join the team. Yep, I love it. I hope he joins us as well. Um, hope he gives us a big reason to holler boom. Um, Georgia Tech, Georgia, Miami, Oregon, LSU are all in the battle for Javier Morton, and we join that list as well gonna be a tough one but uh maybe we'll be able to to get the boom on that one um basketball let's talk basketball before we get out of here and wrap this episode up um we got a big story to tell everybody and i'm sure everybody already knows by now but um are probably in my eyes 
the second biggest target on our board. Um, probably the first target on a lot of people's, but five-star power forward, Greg Brown, six foot nine, 195 pound, um, power forward out of Austin, Texas, uh, Vandergrift high school has set his official visit date to come to Auburn on iron bowl Saturday. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine being able to get a boom that weekend. Um, like you said, this kid's six, nine, he's, one of the top 10 players in the country, 6'9", 200 pounds. A lot of people are saying that he needs to bulk up, but hello, that's what 17 and 18-year-old boys do. They grow. So I don't see I don't see his build right now being an issue. I think he's going to grow into that that 6'10 frame. I think he's going to be just fine. I think, um, you know, Greg Brown is, is a really sought-after guy right now. We're going up against teams like Texas and Memphis with Penny Hardaway, who's just on an absolute recruiting tear right now it's just a nightmare going up against that guy the really cool story that penny has being a guy straight from memphis played his collegiate ball there had a really long successful nba career there and uh now he's able to go back to go back to his roots and he's got a really cool story going there he's really tough to go up against on the on the recruiting trail right now um so so penny and the memphis tigers are in the mix for him like i said texas also in the mix for him but greg brown huge guy and and yes i think he's probably the uh i think between him and probably walker kessler are the two and two a guys but i think number one um i'll transition into this we've got we're on 24 7 right now me and dallas are texting 24 7 we're making sure we don't miss a single thing uh we're on sharif cooper watch it never ends um it's gonna be we're we're all in on on sharif cooper i think it's just a matter of time um we're really big on him. He's really big on us. He's taking some other visits. He's weighing his options like a smart young adult would do. And, you know, so good for him. Um, Not good but, for me, though, because, you know, we're one night, we're we're on night shift, you know, one night on, one night off. I get to sleep. And then, you know, the next night you, you get to sleep. I mean, you know, that part's not fun, but, you know, you know good for him, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Good for him. Um, but. Like you said, like I, I do want it to happen sooner rather than later because I think this is a guy that once he once he puts some pen to paper or just you know verbally commits, I think that that's a guy where we could see that be like the first domino in in a lot of guys kind of making their move and and making their decision based off of where he goes because he's really able to spread the ball around. He gets to the basket. He open. He gets the lane open for other guys. He's got tremendous range tremendous vision he's really quick shifty guy so i think that you know he's a guy that a lot of a lot of people want to play with so you know it would be awesome for him to go ahead and and make it official any day now and then once he does that i'm sure we'll do a little we'll at least on twitter we'll let everyone know that the watches our watch has ended (laughs) yeah and Um, i have two two things to say real quick um the first is that Sharif, if you're listening, please, dear God, please commit to Auburn um, so me and Justin can get some sleep. And the second thing is, and this is just a quick little tidbit, um, going back to Greg Brown, um, you know, that story you told about Penny Hardaway, um, how he played at Memphis and all that, that was a really sweet story, Justin. And it was very, it was a very nice way of you, you know, basically saying, you know, he's got a really good bag, man. Exactly. <laughs> oh no, he's he's got one of the best. <laughs> but uh, back but yeah, to, yeah. Back absolutely. to uh, back to Sharif. We, we can kind of wrap him up. Um, 
with whatever you want to say about uh, him. No, I just think, like I said, I think that, you know, the sooner that Sharif makes the, makes the decision to come over, I think like a guy like Walker Kessler, who's kind of up in the air with Duke and possibly Michigan and us. Um, but I think that, Honestly, Walker Kessler, a lot of people are saying that he's kind of a revolutionary player where he kind of changes the game up where, you know, he's almost seven feet tall. Uh, Even at 16 years old, he's got great handles. Um, I think he's probably 17 now, but I watched video of him when he was at a really young age and he was just really good at putting the ball on the court once and making a quick move to the basket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got really great vision for a big guy. He's got uh, for, you know, mid-range and three-point range for a big guy. It's out of this world for for his age and i think the sky's you know he's got a very high ceiling does kessler and then like i said i think if cooper makes the decision i think that's kind of the first domino in a lot of these other guys go ahead and kind of putting pen to the paper yeah and you know walker kessler anytime we're competing with the likes of coach k and duke that means that he's a pretty darn good talent and i hope that you know, we make that push, and I hope that's one that we give a big resounding boom to in the near future. Um, before we go, let's talk about the White Mamba, the three-point god out of Kentucky, three-star Justin Powell, one of the best three-point shooters in the game of basketball. I'm excited about him and about his commitment to Auburn and I am looking forward to seeing him shoot the lights out at Auburn Arena. Yeah, I think this might just need to be a recurring theme with our podcast here is that every episode I'll find one player that reminds me of myself and Justin Powell, I guess, would be that guy for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding, but um, he's uncanny, Justin. Yeah, well, you know, I think he's got a little, I think he's, I, I I don't know if the hair color matches up quite a bit. But no, now that part doesn't. He probably can't than yak that, quite like you can. He's basically a hybrid between myself and Larry Bird. But um, no, like you said, this guy, he's six five, young guy. He's still got so much room to improve. It's a, it's a, such a big deal when we're able to go into, like you said, competing with Duke for these top recruits, Michigan with Jawan Howard of the Fab Five over there at Michigan. Yeah, oh yeah, Penny, Penny Hardaway, Shaka Smart. Uh, coach Cal always a big player um yeah and you go in too and you take you take him the number one player out of the state of Kentucky you take him away from coach Cal yeah it's awesome it's so you know Bruce Bruce Pearl doing Bruce Pearl things um can't say enough about the guy he's going into living rooms and he's just making a difference and Auburn is reaping the benefits from that so it's just awesome to see especially when we are able to go up against some of these really really big name coaches Absolutely. Um, real quick, tell us about Jamin Brakefield. So Jamin Brakefield, he announced his top four um, not too recently. He's a six foot eight forward. He's still got some other visits out there to Louisville and Ole Miss. Um, it sounds like Ole Miss is really trying to sell him on being a hometown guy. He grew up in Mississippi for a little while, I guess, and then he moved elsewhere. Um, so Mississippi is really pushing that he could possibly be like the savior of Ole Miss basketball, but um, you know, we're, we're in the mix. And so getting him on campus and as we talked about with some of the football guys, just kind of selling him on Auburn and then, Hey, also Bruce Pearl and everything else that we've got going 
for us for basketball being able to sell him on that it's just it's just awesome to see so it would be really cool for Jamin Brickfield to have a really good visit with Auburn so um yeah another big guy that you know just imagine next year or the year after maybe even we get some of these guys to stay around we've got like Walker Kessler Sharif Cooper Greg Brown Justin Powell and then Isaac Okoro for his sophomore year let's hope that happens we'll see I see guys, I've seen him going as far as like the number four pick. Oh, yeah. And he could, I, I don't, I, he's one of those that I don't see staying past his freshman season. Um, could I, could be the same way with Greg Brown wherever he goes because he could be a lottery pick. Yeah. I don't see, I think that Isaac Okoro is able to hopefully build off of what we did last year. And who knows, do, you know, meet that, that final four appearance or maybe even go further down the road and, and really bolt, you know, boost his draft stock. And how cool would that be, though, to see him go, you know, all the way up to the number one spot? You know, he's right up there. You know, he's right up there with top four, top five guy. Like, that's that's incredible. Just imagine being able to say that Auburn in 10 years had the number one overall draft pick in the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA. Like, it would be super sweet, though. Yeah, what are, what what is life right now? Exactly. Um, it's exciting times on the plains, my friend, and we are here for the ride. We're here to track the booms and to let the people out there know we will continue the Sharif Cooper watch 2019. It will continue. Me and Justin will continue to lose sleep and uh, take the watch for you guys. Um, Justin, have a good time out in Dallas, Texas. Try not to die for me, please. No, and, um, you know, barn hard, my friend. I will. Hey, Dallas, real quick. First meal in Dallas, Texas, what would you have? Tacos or barbecue? I am a very um, big fan of Mexican food. I actually had it for lunch today. Um, I would go with tacos. Yeah, that's what I went with, too. And I had, I think, six of them. I probably could have had nine or ten so we're off to a good start here in dallas everybody um war eagle and dallas that's it let's take it away that's uh that's big auburn energy my friend and uh hopefully we will walk away with a win um to start our season um man it's been fun and we will catch up with the auburn family again soon um hopefully with some more big news for them uh with that being said uh, War Eagle, everybody, um, stay blessed, and Justin, I will see you soon. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, soundcloud and google play so until we see you again i want to remind you of one thing that here at the network we believe in auburn and love it the only question remains do you